0: Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to our show. My name is W.J. Sheehan, author of the series Bigfoot Terror in the Woods Sightings and Encounters. Eight volumes, nine volumes available at Amazon in ebook, paperback, and Kindle format, and volumes one through eight in audiobook at Audible, iTunes, and Amazon as well. And folks, I am in the midst of recording Volume 9 on Audiobook right now. So this isn't a quick process, but sometime in the not-too-distant future, that will be available. And without any further ado, may I introduce you to my brother and co-host, K.J. Sheehan. Kev, how are you?
1: So is it eight or nine books? What's going on?
0: Well, it's <laughs> it's nine books, eight are recorded in audio form. <laughs>
1: ah, ah, okay. <laughs> yeah, we're, Very get, good.
0: we're getting at it. Uh, I should be able to finish the recording in my next session. And then uh, Bill has to uh, reduce them to MP3s. He kicks them back to me to review. I listen for any possible blems, kick it back to him, he sends it back to me. It's like a tennis match.
1: All right. I just wanted to know if there was eight or nine.
0: (laughs) Back to me, back to you, back to me.
1: All right, Bill, and back to you. (laughs) Well, Bill, I'm down here in Florida today, uh, fresh after Hurricane or Tropical Storm Nicole. Uh, No sign of any skunk apes that sought shelter out of the swamp yet.
0: No bodies floating around?
1: No bodies floating around. (laughs) And then, of course, you can hear that in the background. I'm in the hotel room. I put up Do Not Disturb and everything, and it turns out there's a phone in this silly room that's ringing. Great! Great. I mean, I didn't even know there were phones in hotel rooms anymore.
0: They want to know what you want for breakfast.
1: Exactly. (laughs) They must be wanting to make sure I'm going to pay my bill when I leave. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm doing all right. Uh, You know, the storm, uh, I kind of flew down here for work in the middle of the storm. Actually flew to Jacksonville, Florida and drove over to Orlando in the storm. And uh, that was a little wild, but uh, now it seems like it's going to be okay.
0: Yeah, no, it looks good. And we've got the wind here today, man. It is freaking howling. Really? Uh, I was just saying to my buddy Tom, I told you Tom was dropping off. Folks, I'm having my front steps redone on my house. And uh, my buddy Tom was just dropping some tools off and uh, block and all this stuff. And I said, Tom, I bet you the waves are 10 or 12 feet out in the, the Atlantic on the shore today. Because it is just ripping outside.
1: You're going to have to try to get over there and get a picture or something. (laughs) And was it howling like a dog, man? (laughs)
0: Could you imagine if the waves howled when they came in? That would be
1: something. That would be something else, man.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there'll be no party boats going off the shore today, blackfishing or bass fishing. You freaking lose yeah. all your you'd lose all your passengers when you came out of the inlet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Very cool. Very cool.
0: So, man, what do we got today in uh cryptids in the news and other oddities segment?
1: Yeah, we are gonna talk about uh some UFO investigations out in Missouri, or as some people call Missouri. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, you'll often hear uh, these described as UFOs in the Marley Woods section of the Ozarks mm-hmm. of uh, of Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a Travel Channel show on this a little while back that was pretty interesting. I've caught excerpts of it, but not the full show. Um, but it's basically uh, over a period of 10 years... Mm-hmm. Or so, there were uh started out in two thousand eleven um what they call a uFO flap. Have you heard that before bill
0: yeah, that's generally when there's a increased activity and it starts to uh get the attention of
1: exactly the, or, of the villagers. or also a lot of people see the same uFO yeah over a period of time, kind of moving across the region.
0: Yeah, so there's multiple, if not hundreds or thousands of witnesses.
1: Exactly, exactly. And, uh, you know, the first big sighting in this area that was the first flap was back in October of 2011. Okay. So a little more than 10 years ago. And in this case, there was a sighting of this giant cube... Cube-like UFO, pretty close to the ground, hmm. that people started to see in southeastern Missouri, and then it basically followed along, roughly along the interstate across the state from east to west, over a period of time, with all different people seeing it, and it even showing up on r- radar once or twice.
0: Crazy, and of course, yeah. of course, we all know uh, that's a military aircraft.
1: Yeah, I don't know. A cube like thing? Yeah. Hundred feet it's, off it's, the ground?
0: It's what you call your uh, cuboid ballistic missile. <laughs> uh they're uh, demonstrating it to the public before they uh release it uh for uh actual warfare. <laughs> cuboid cuboid missile, yeah.
1: Is this the one that they prototyped on the old Our gang little rascals <laughs> series? <laughs> Remember that cube like cake and they pushed on the side <laughs> of it and it would go wow <laughs> And yeah.
0: when they put the cake on the table they were pulling out like hairbrushes.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think right. Chubby had something to do with it. Remember that character <laughs> Chubby? <laughs>
0: How can I forget Chubby?
1: And folks, they didn't call him Chubby because he was fat or anything, because that wouldn't have been proper. But yeah, baloney. Chubby. Yeah, <laughs> he did like baloney too. Yeah, he, he was definitely chubby, man. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: guy looked like a beer barrel with teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this cube, you know? Yeah. You, These cubes have been seen before. This is not the first time.
1: No. And when I was going through all the material on this story or these accounts and, you know, this story encrypted in the news and other oddities, it reminded me a lot of another sighting, which I'm going to talk about in a couple of minutes. Uh Um, But but so let's let's go back to this one in 2011. People estimated it to be like a 60 foot across cube. That was at times 100 feet off of the ground. Yeah, in the daytime. There. That's
0: close. I mean, come on, you. There's no misidentification there.
1: No, it's right out of a science fiction movie to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. You know, one of these uh, modern alien attacks movies, uh, and it's one woman who uh, you can listen to her account on YouTube. Um, where she gives her, you know, recorded account of what she's seeing. And basically, she's in the supermarket parking lot in her car, and she sees this thing, giant metal cube, about 100 feet off the ground, right over her. Wow. Yeah.
0: You know, Kev, I'm sitting here right now as I'm talking to you, and I'm looking out the window. It's probably 100 100- it's probably a hundred feet from where I'm sitting to the street, right? And at a, at this distance, a sixty foot cube. I mean, you'd just be like, "What the heck?"
1: Yeah, I mean, bigger than uh, like some kind of van that's coming down the street. No, or
0: no, something. no, that'd be like looking at a float in a Macy's Day Parade.
1: Yeah, maybe a giant Snoopy coming by.
0: Yeah, yeah, the Snoop, Snoopy riding a cube.
1: Snoopy, that's a doghouse Bill, not a cube.
0: <laughs> I'll get you, Red Baron. <laughs> and it's not a cube. It's a cuboidal missile.
1: Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> but multiple accounts, okay, multiple different sightings. This is all back in October 2011 um, of this cube. You know, metallic cube, shiny, about 60-foot uh, you know, side to side, top to bottom, uh, you know, front to back. You you get the whole cube thing. Uh, different people have different photos of it as well, and uh, you know, very very strange. And then about ten years later, now in twenty twenty one, a gentleman sees it. A couple others saw it, but this one gentleman talks about it, and it's a silver cube. And in this case, he said it was pulsing for minutes as he was looking at it. So kind of almost like it was breathing. Yeah. And, uh, and then in this case, in this sighting, he said all of a sudden it was a flash and it like disappeared into the distance almost instantly. Wow. Can you imagine?
0: So, I mean, you know, I've had... So like
1: not a weather balloon or something like that. You know, something really weird going on.
0: Yeah, and a lot of uh, UFO sightings uh, during the accounts, there is some type of internal pulsing of energy or light. Yes, yeah. That's a a commonplace thing. It is. So somehow the energy from within is able to kind of exude through the shell or some type of semi-transparency or translucent material is used where this can be seen by the observer. That is some really weird stuff, boy.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I I promise that this reminded me of another account. And I think I reported on this account in the news. But, uh, you know, I'm I'm going to talk about it again anyway, in case I didn't. But that was in February of 2020, um, where uh, an A320, so an Airbus A320 airline pilot, was flying along in the daytime over Medellin, Colombia. And um, he, we see he's doing a, a cell phone video of this cube coming at him, like just off to the right-hand side of the plane. He's at 30,000 feet. Wow. And you see this metallic cube come like tumbling right past yeah. the plane.
0: I have seen that you I have seen, seen, seen that, that video, video yeah. and it is incredible.
1: Right. So I was thinking like where did I see this cube before? And then I went and searched on that. I was like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, and it's hard to get a feel for the size of it there because you can't tell how far away it is, other than it seems close because it's moving so fast. Yeah. But it could be moving very quickly and be a little bit further away as well and be giant.
0: Yeah, now, yeah. I, I may have my facts mixed up, but I remember something about that uh, Medellin. Uh, uh, was it Medellin? He was over Medellin? Uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, I thought I remembered many years ago hearing some chat about that, that at the time the Cube was going by him, they actually had a tailwind.
1: Oh, okay. This might be something different, because this is only in 2020, so it's only two years ago. Oh, okay.
0: So maybe this is just another another account of one of these. Yes.
1: I remember what you're talking about, too, like another account where it would be impossible for the air to be moving it.
0: Right. It wasn't a balloon or some strange-looking thing, because it would have to go the other way. Right. If it wasn't it had no sign of anything. I mean this
1: one was going in the opposite direction of their flight. Yeah. So it could have been standing still. But in the video you can see it like tumbling. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, and it and it has like by the way, it's not just a simple in this video, it's a cube like structure. Right. But it actually has like some different surfaces within the cube like structure. Okay. You know, so I guess it's like a cube-like polyhedron or something like that.
0: Okay, I got you. If you could imagine.
1: So a little more complex than just a cube, but definitely cube-like. Like, Like it looks like a tumbling dice, you know. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, so it's basically a cube, but it has some elevated surfaces that...
1: Yeah, some round-like elevated surfaces on it. Yeah. So picture like a a cube made up of a bunch of basketballs or something like that. That's right,
0: yeah, but... Nothing accidental. Like, when you see something like that, you say to yourself, what possibly could have formed that and be flying around at 30,000 feet?
1: Yeah, it wasn't a trash bag. Yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <A> trash <laughs> bag filled with uh, hairbrushes and toilet paper. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're bringing up the hairbrushes from Chubby's Cake, aren't
0: you? I can't get that out of my head. I, re- I remember I remember the premise for them baking the cake was that there was going to be a surprise in every piece.
1: Exactly. For somebody's birthday. Yeah, he
0: put like a hot water bottle in there, a yeah, hairbrush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and that thing,
1: wasn't it like three feet by three feet by three feet <laughs> or something? It was giant. It filled up the whole oven when they opened the door. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was an oven cake. Yeah, that's uh, it.
0: Uh, oh awesome. Man. That stuff killed me. The expressions on the kids' faces, too, was just like, you know, oh, oh man. What's going on here? <laughs> man, oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell oh, you something. Right. The yeah. best one was when the old lady used to show up. Eat the your one- Mush.
1: Oh, the one that looked like a witch, yeah, right? Yeah,
0: eat your mush.
1: And by the way, I don't mean any anything bad about witches. I'm just saying she looked like a witch. Oh, I do. <laughs> Bill, we got through the Halloween episode. I don't care. No witches were harmed in the recording of this podcast. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, you should have been at my house.
1: Oh, no, here we go. The mail's coming in.
0: Bing, 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 bing.
1: Sorry, that's my inbox exploding. Yeah, your other car is a broom. Somebody just flew by, leaving a black contrail <laughs> be behind a <the> broom.
0: Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I do not know why. My mind keeps going in this direction, but I'm envisioning the cartoon where the uh little witch was flying along in a broom and then it started to sputter. And you saw <laughs> the little puffs of smoke like the motor was burning out and then she nosedived into the field (laughs) 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 i don't know why man it's just like a cartoon sickness of some kind there
1: you go there you go (laughs) but that's it bill it's a little bit of a snapshot at this i'm interested in our listeners especially anybody in missouri that has seen uh this cube you know maybe even back then in 2011 Uh, I know a lot of people have seen it, or if you know someone that's seen it, uh, let's hear from you. Let's hear what you think about this cube-like mass UFO sighting, uh, both back in 2011 and again here uh, a year or so ago.
0: Yeah, and uh, listen, we've got mucho listeners. Uh, There's got to be some people out there. There's got to be at least one person that was a witness to this uh, citing over this period of time, you know, so...
1: Are you sure we have listeners and we're not just talking to ourselves and a couple of witches?
0: Yeah. It might just be me and you, but... Uh, <laughs> from, and the
1: witches. From, don't leave out the witches. From, from the witches.
0: emails and the people I talk to, there's at least a handful of people that are
1: putting <laughs> up with us. And don't leave out the witches, Phil. You're leaving them out again.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll break... Maybe we'll bake a surprise cake, and we can award prizes, you know? (laughs) Send out a piece of uh, fungus-infested cake to a listener that gets a question right or something. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, listen, that was awesome. And uh, it's been a while. I'll tell you this. It's been a while since we covered something like this account. But let me uh, dig into this. This actually came from... uh, Southern Ohio, and uh, shared with me by Arnie Pfeiffer. And uh, this is what Arnie had to say. <clears throat> this account bill, in reality, didn't start with me, but rather with my friend Lyle. I kind of got sucked into it secondhand while trying to help him out of a pickle. Apparently, he was stuck in a pickle. (laughs) How you get in a pickle? I don't know. So as this whole thing fell out, Lyle had a decent-sized chicken coop in his backyard with probably about 20 or so hens in it. There were no roosters, these being what I believe is called laying hens or something of the sort. I had come over to Lyle's house one morning just to chew the fat and walked up upon him in the yard while he was tending to the coop. Upon doing so, he had a small pile on the ground of what was smashed or flattened chicken carcasses and quite a few detached heads. Nice little pile.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I called his name to let him know I was there, he being inside the coop at the time. As he popped his head out, and after the usual meet and greet, I asked him what the hell was going on with this pile of parts. We had been in a dry spell for about two weeks at the time, and the yard surrounding Lyle's coop was hard-packed soil like a basketball court. So Lyle starts to tell me that over the past two days, he lost half of his chickens. Three were smashed flat on the ground with their heads torn off. The others were completely gone except for their heads. The heads being scattered around with a couple of them on the roof of the coop, like something had just flung them wherever they wound up he didn't know what to make of it and quite frankly neither did i he had once said he found a hawk in the coop that had somehow made its way in having killed a bunch of birds and at another time or t- uh, at another time or two had some problems with a fox but nothing like this so we stood there looking at the birds and in particular, the ones which had been flattened. They looked like a steamroller had passed over them. Picture a chicken as flat as a pancake, and that's what we were looking at. It was as if they had been killed for the sake of killing and nothing else. As I recall, it was about a week or two... That had gone by with Lyle having brought some more bought, not brought. With Lyle having bought some more hens, as well as having reinforced the coop a bit more securely, during which time we went from drought to gully washer conditions. We had a period of off and on rain, virtually non stop, for about ten days straight. The morning the rain had stopped and the sun was now shining, I stopped by to visit Lyle in the same fashion that I described to you a minute ago. Lyle's yard had transformed from a hard pack to a mud pit with all the rain that we had had. I asked Lyle how it was going as he pulled out one of those orange five-gallon plastic pails that was again filled with chicken parts, just like the last time. He said to me, look at this crap, and while you're looking at it, have a look over here. We walked just a few yards from the pen and he pointed to the ground saying, whose feet are those, my friend? What we were looking at was at least a half dozen large barefoot prints, appearing to be very much like a large human foot. Lyle said to me, now call me crazy, but I believe there's a Bigfoot in these here woods coming to my coop to do some damage or perhaps for a bite to eat. Excuse me. The chicken wire was pulled away from the side of the outside pen, much wider than it would have taken for a man to get through, leaving no doubt in my mind, as bizarre as it seemed, that Lyle was spot on with his assumption about Bigfoot being the culprit. After asking him what his plan or next step would be, Lyle said this to me. The critter knows the supply is here and more than likely will not quit until it runs out. I'm going to leave the last few birds right here, having nowhere else to put them where it won't find them, and guess what? I'm going to let the well run dry. Hopefully it will just move on out of here for greener pastures. Two days later, Lyle said the last four birds were either killed or taken, and that was that. He didn't buy any more birds for over six months, and when he did, nothing more had occurred on his property. Now, I heard tales personally of such beasts through the years, but had never paid any mind to them. We didn't see any either, but the evidence spoke for itself that I saw with my own two eyes. I've never seen nor have I heard of smashed chickens and torn off heads tossed all over the place in my entire (laughs) life, having known many good farming folks and those who raise such things. This was a first, and my hope is that it will be the last. What do you think of that, Kev? Kind of weird, huh?
1: Wow, I'll tell you what, I'd be worried about, I mean, I understand he doesn't want to go out and buy a bunch more chickens, but I was half expecting when he let the well run dry, the Bigfoot came up to the house to look for something else. I didn't think he'd move on, you know?
0: A lot of people are of the mindset that if you continue to feed these critters, or any critters that may be coming into your yard or your farm that they're going to come for something else if you don't if they don't find what you've been giving them so I don't know what would happen to a guy like Lyle here it, it sounds pretty much like a a hit and run incident maybe this thing was local or had come through this area and hadn't been there really before saw the chickens and was taking advantage of them. But why just killing them for the sake of killing, as he said? That's kind of weird,
1: isn't it? Well, but did he have a full account for, like, all the heads and all the bodies? I got the impression some were missing.
0: Yeah, and the second part of his statement, uh, Arnie's statement, he said that some were missing. Yeah, that's what I thought. But... The idea that, you know, why wouldn't you just take them all? What's with the smashing them and ripping their heads off?
1: Uh, Maybe it's like the grocery store. They were charging 10 cents for a bag and Bigfoot didn't have any extra coins, you know. (laughs) 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 I mean, if you're not going to eat them right away, what are you going to do with them? Yeah,
0: or you're turning them into wafers. They're easily... Well, that's what I was
1: thinking. I was going to say, some of them were (laughs) flattened out. You know, it's easier to carry a stack of pancakes than all the ingredients for the
0: pancakes. So you're saying he was flattening them for storage purposes. Yeah, yeah, a
1: little easier to carry.
0: (laughs) But he forgot them. He left them on the ground. I know. Well, you know,
1: it's dark. He got in the middle of eating a couple, flattening some, forgot where he was, and the lights came on. But yeah, I would be, seriously, I would be worried... I, again, you can't keep buying chickens, chickens only for them to die a couple of weeks later. <clears throat> but no. I would be worried that once you cut off the food supply, the hairy man would come knocking on the door, you know, and looking for some uh, something else to cause havoc with. Yeah,
0: well, I have heard of this happening uh, with people who had uh, feed in barns. Yep. Uh, and stuff out in farms, you know, in troughs, uh, deer feeders, anything that's hanging with regularity outdoors and replenished. Yep. So, you know, or having orchards with uh, fruit trees seasonally or cornfields, you know, uh, there's reasons for them to hang around and they apparently know the pr- the product is there you know
1: yeah 100%
0: uh, so uh it's it's interesting nonetheless that uh and all they had here was prints i say all
1: yeah but that's I mean, significant like cuz until you got to the point of the giant barefoot footprints or the large barefoot footprints um <clears throat> i was thinking oh uh, you know could be a fox just like ripping things apart. Like who the heck knows? You know, I mean foxes and hen houses have been going on forever, but foxes don't have large bare feet. You know. Yeah. Well, at least the
0: ones we know about. Well, that's true. Could be a dire wolf.
1: Or a dog man. <laughs> or a black eyed children with big plastic feet on. <laughs>
0: Why are you walking so funny, punk?
1: Don't mind us. (laughs) Can we borrow your phone?
0: Yeah, you can borrow my phone after I'm done smashing your face in. Now get out of here.
1: (laughs) Now that's cool, Bill. That's a cool account. Now where was that? Southern Ohio. Southern Ohio. Bit of a hotbed. Yeah, I mean,
0: there's definitely uh, things being seen there on an ongoing basis through the years. No doubt about it. So, uh, I don't know. You know, it's interesting. And that account of that giant metallic cube floating and tumbling around, just so bizarre. I mean, picture yourself out in the street and seeing this thing coming over the trees.
1: Very strange. No doubt about it.
0: You know, and you know what you're looking at. Come
1: on. Oh, I agree. You know,
0: know, it's no doubt about about it. it. Yeah. And again, people, if you're out there and you've seen that or, or were a witness to that event, uh, touch base with us at uh, BigfootTerrorInTheWoods.com. Hit the contact link and uh, chime in with us. Let us know what you saw, and we'll share it with everybody. You know. Yep. Well, so that's it, Kev. What do we got now, to listener- Uh, listener news, a listener mail. Yeah,
1: we got some good email this week, Bill. The first email comes in from Jackson in New Jersey.
0: Action Jackson. Action
1: Jackson. And Jackson writes, hey fellas, keep up the great work. Enjoyed the Halloween episode and was wondering how each of your Halloweens were. Hmm. Keep up the creep, Jackson. Jackson. <laughs> Short and sweet Short and Action sweet. Jackson Action Jackson. <laughs> so how was Halloween Did you have some trick or treaters Maybe well, a for- dire wolf Coming through the woods Behind <laughs> your house Bill
0: I hate to rain on your parade Jackson But where I live I'd be lucky if I got One trick or treater here uh. Uh, And by the way Kev I was working that day ah, so. okay. <laughs> Okay, yeah. that's fair. Yeah. yeah, we we
1: get a bazillion trick-or-treaters down where I am in North Carolina, and we were all ready for it. Some of the neighbors got together. We had a little uh, fire pit going out by the curb, and uh, as soon as, like, the sun went down, the fire's going, the skies opened up. Uh... Yeah, it's the first time it rained really hard on Halloween for us in a long time. And I got to tell you, some of the kids were still out there trick or treating in the pouring rain. Yeah, well, that's some gusto for you, man. I'll tell you, I gave them extra candy, of course, because we knew there weren't going to be that many trick or treaters in yeah. the pouring rain.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be left with it. No, I don't need. <laughs> I don't need the candy.
1: <laughs> I don't need it. I'm sweet enough as I am. Exactly. exactly. But, but Jackson, you know, we, normally it's a big. Uh, Big deal and a good time. But this year it was a little bit of a rain out, unfortunately, for us.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Cool. So <laughs> Pretty cool, though. It's yes. nice to hear from the people. you know? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah, and our next email comes in from Donna. And Donna, she writes, uh, a serious email, she says, Just wanted to say I had tears in my eyes. When you told the story about the cats moving on the shelf uh, related to your wife's passing, Bill, mm-hmm. something similar happened to me. My brother passed unexpectedly on July 27th while at a restaurant shortly thereafter. I felt myself getting emotional. I went to the restroom and I was trying to get it together. I said to my brother, you know, not literally to our brother, but said mm-hmm. onward to her brother I know you want to tell me to shut up and move forward. Immediately my Apple watch dinged and when I looked at it it said goal accomplished. Isn't Unbelievable. It? huh? Unbelievable. And continued prayers for you. Donna. Fantastic. What was your name? Donna? Donna. Donna,
0: thank you so much for that. And uh my condolences. I'm kind of tired of saying my condolences, but I wish I could say something else right now, but it's slipping me. But, uh, my thoughts and prayers are with you. I've been having so many things going on around this house, uh, that I haven't shared. Uh, the cats, the two little cats was really the first thing. And, uh, I believe that Paula is has some abilities to do what she's doing. Uh, I don't know if she's here all the time. I tend to think not, uh, but I do think she's coming here uh, when able and uh, doing little things to kind of get my attention. Uh, I'll tell you something else, and I I don't know if I told you, Kev. I'll tell you. I'll tell Donna and all the listeners. I just bought a little bell, a small, remember the old schoolroom bells in the old movies that the lady, the woman teacher would hold by the wooden handle and shake it? Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. This is a miniature of that. Okay. And it's got a really nice tone to it. And I put it on a little snack table in the living room. And I said to Paula, I got this little bell for you. So, when I'm sleeping or around, uh, just pick it up and bang, 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 bang. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll see. Mm. You know, but it's not like I'm not doing anything. I'm encouraging her again and again and again to do more things, you know? Mm. So, to date, I had the cats move. I had the front porch light turned out which I never turn off I had the TV screen the size changed in the settings from normal to stretch which is quite a a to do to make that happen it doesn't happen accidentally Um, what else has happened around here I got to think about it. There's a bunch of things, and I'm kind of drawing a blank right now. But, oh, the lamp on the dresser turned on. I told you about that, Kev. Yeah. Uh, You know, and uh, one or two more things that I can't think of right now, but there's definitely things happening. I'm very excited.
1: Very cool, Bill. Yep. All right. Our next email comes in from Charlie. Mm -hmm. And the subject is North Georgia Bigfoot Museum. And he says, last week, my wife and I took a two-day anniversary trip to the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Georgia to see the vibrant fall colors. Our first destination, however, was the Expedition Bigfoot Museum in Cherry Log. The museum was fun with all the artifacts and exhibits. They had the story of Ron Moorhead and the recordings of the Sierra Sounds. There were other exhibits of other major encounters with Sasquatch, like the Battle at Ape Canyon, one of my favorites, by the way, Uh from the 1800s. Some of the footprint castings were made very near to where we live in the northern suburbs of Atlanta. My wife's favorite was the cast of the butt print on prominent display. Yeah. I left word that they should stock the gift shop with your books, Bill. If you're ever in the Blue Ridge area of Georgia, the small museum is a fun visit, Charlie. And Charlie, I have been to the museum, and it is pretty darn cool. And you must get the same guff from your wife, where my wife teases me when we're out on uh, a holiday like you were, and we stop in a cryptid museum, she says, He takes me to all the finest places. (laughs) <laughs> and like, it's true i'm like we gotta stop <laughs> we gotta uh. stop so that's good stuff that is a pretty cool little museum up in the mountains there and in the mountains there boy it's not hard to believe that there's some uh creatures roaming around up there pretty uh, pretty uh-huh. rural uh huh. Cool. All right. And our next one comes in from across the pond, from Stephen, from Scotland. And it's short and sweet, but he says, guys, just to say, I love the show and it's a privilege to be able to listen to you while I walk along the coast here in Scotland. And also, if you're ever in Scotland and are out in the wilds, just remember... Always carry more haggis than you think you can eat. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I don't want any of your haggis, <laughs> That stuff is gross. Maybe that's why, maybe it's a Bigfoot repellent. I believe it's a Bigfoot repellent, but they love yeah. it over there. I mean, you haven't had haggis, right, Bill? Uh, anything named haggis i don't even exactly. want to attempt i mean it's it's made from like sheep's heart liver and lungs minced with onions oatmeal and spice and all other things nice no i just wow, made that's... that part up but like, like yeah. yeah okay perfect no thank you yeah that
0: really sounded like something i want a hunk of right now <laughs> Now, do you fry your haggis? Do you bake it? Or you yeah. just eat it raw?
1: Yeah, you cook it in some way, but it still stinks like haggis. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and our last email comes in from Donna. And the subject is Nobby, one of the accounts I covered a couple of weeks ago. And okay. she says, okay, Kevin, you have lost the right to give your brother grief over the pronunciation of Oregon. <laughs> she says Kaiser is actually pronounced Kaiser. Lots of laugh. <laughs> I live near Kaiser and or Kaiser and was so glad to hear you cover Nobby. Love the podcast. Keep them coming. And I can't remember what I said Donna and it is it's spelled C A S A R. I thought I said Kaiser, maybe it's Kaiser with a Z. Maybe it's Kaiser, like Kaiser Wilhelm, but uh-huh. I apologize. I, I don't remember what the heck I said, but I do remember looking up how to pronounce it. So I I did try to be conscientious about it, but, you know, I'm only a person.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. You know, it's funny how people pick these things out, you know. Yeah. Uh, but they're probably uh, wannabe English teachers or something. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't hey, know. Hey, w- what was the
0: fella's name from Scotland? Oh, uh, bear with D- me a second. D- Stephen from Stephen Scotland. Stephen from Scotland. Now remember, Stephen, it's heaven or haggis. The choice is yours. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my. <laughs> that stinks like haggis.
1: Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, Kev, you all well, is that it? That is it for this week, Bill.
0: All right, so I got a surprise. Uh-oh. We're going to have a book giveaway. Woo-hoo! Signed book giveaway today. The rules are as follows. Oh, no. Yeah, well, they're always the same. You first have to answer the question correctly, and then you have to be listening to the podcast where I announce potentially your name as the winner and you have to email me back identifying yourself as the winner and give me your mailing
1: address. Okay, simple enough. Well, and there's one more too. You have to be able to say what Kevin's favorite color was on that day. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck with that. I'm just trying to get involved. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I understand.
0: (laughs) Now, here is the question. What Two countries had exactly the same flag and didn't know it. What two countries had exactly the same flag and didn't know it? That is the question. It must be answered if you want a shot at the autographed Bigfoot Terror in the Woods, Sightings, and Encounters. And this is
1: past tense, right? They had it and didn't know that they had the same flag at the time, and then they discovered it, and I assume someone changed the flag.
0: Right, and I'm going to give you another hint. This is not a a terrible question I think I know who
1: it is without Googling or anything. I think I know.
0: Okay, and both of these countries realized it when they were marching through the Olympics in the Parade of Countries Whoa. and had had each seen the other country's flag and said, hey, they're carrying our flag. Wow. And the other guy said, hey, you're carrying our flag.
1: All right, that's interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah, very bizarre. All right. But it's not a trick question. Just answer it correctly, and you'll have a shot at the uh, the autograph book. And, uh, I want to ask glad...
1: more qualifying questions about it, but I'm going to refrain from doing that. <laughs> you got my yeah, curiosity so... going.
0: We'll see. We'll see who uh, who responds and gets it right.
1: All right. <laughs> so... so good podcast, Bill. Let's yeah. uh, let's wrap it up for the week. Yeah. So if you happen to be
0: stomping around the foothills and lowlands of southern ohio you better remember one thing my friend always carry more gun than you think you're gonna need sleep tight